Hey friends, welcome back to Ordinary People and Extraordinary Lives. My name is Lance Bain, and uh, thanks for being with me again this week on our little podcast designed to help us experience the grace of God while living, leading, and overcoming the challenges that we face day in, day out. Super glad to have you with me on episode 133 of our time together. Hey, don't forget to check out LanceBain.com for more resources, a way that you and I can communicate. You can also get a copy of today's handwritten show notes, which will be really important for this week's podcast. And uh, just be a great place for us to interact and share. I would also love for you to share this podcast or leave a review on your podcast provider. It actually helps us quite a bit, and that would be deeply meaningful for me if you would be willing to do that. If you have some friends in leadership, share this with them, particularly this week, because I believe our topic today entitled Three Important Questions for Leaders. Three Important Questions for Leaders. I really believe this is a topic that every leader ought to hear about. It's foundational, uh, but I think in the time that we're in, uh, the need for healthy leadership, the need for integrous leadership, empowering leadership uh, is great. And engaging the three important questions for leaders, while elementary and relatively basic, will keep us grounded in, the, if you will, a cornerstone upon which we build our leadership so everything is square. So I would love for you to share this with others and get the handwritten show notes today and follow along as we talk about three important questions for leaders. So you can go to LanceBain.com and click on podcast and click on the, the icon Ordinary People extraordinary lives and you want to look for episode 133 it's entitled three important questions for leaders and you'll see a pdf there that you can download because i want to talk you through a diagram today that will identify for us three important questions for leaders that will serve you in every level of leadership john maxwell talks about the five levels of leadership position permission people um i always have struggled remembering those five. We did some podcasts on them. If you just sort of search um, the five levels of leadership, John Maxwell, you'll find it. But no matter what level you are on, these three questions are very helpful for you to be a faithful, fruitful, effective leader at the level you are currently at, but also beginning to pull into your leadership lifestyle, your leadership acumen, what is needed to move to the next level. And you only move to the next level in the minds and in the hearts of other people. I mean, you could think you're a level five leader, but if other folks are only relating to you as a level one, it doesn't matter what you think. Uh, so you want, you just want to look at that. All right. So these three questions are uh, foundational and, and helpful. Now, if you've got the uh, handwritten show notes, and in case you're listening while you're driving, I just want to describe it for you. There's a a triangle in the middle of the diagram, in the middle of the page. And the triangle, it's a navy blue triangle, and it represents your current leadership reality. 
your current leadership reality. And each side of the triangle represents three aspects of leadership, your competency, your skill, and your character. So those are the three sides of your navy blue triangle, your current leadership reality. What is your current competency and understanding and wisdom of leadership? What is your current leadership skills? And what is your current character? Now, if you look at the diagram on the outside, there is a larger purple square. And this is has three sides. And it is, it is your necessary competency, your necessary skill, and your necessary character. And the difference between your current reality and what needs to become your new reality is what are you going to learn? What do you need to know? Uh, where do you need to grow? And this identifies I like to use um, body parts, if you will, to help me. If I can visualize something, it really helps deepen the truth and deepen the impact. When we talk about competency, we're talking about your head, your knowledge, your intellect. When we talk about skill, both your current skill and the necessary skill for the growth of your leadership, we're talking about our hands. What is it we're actually doing and producing with our hands as leaders, delegation skills, communication skills, uh, ministry skills, self-care skills, um, leadership skills, vision casting skills, all that kind of stuff, and, and a lot more than that. And then the, the third side of the triangle is, is heart, which represents our character. It's, it's a place of our motives, our, our, our devotions, our desires, our will. Um, it's like that essence of the soul that burns within you. And so the head is about competency, the hands are about skill, and the heart is about character. So let's talk through this diagram. When we talk about growing your competency... It's helpful for you to know what is your current competency, what is your current level of leadership. And I have found that circumstances, situations, and other people are some um, factors, if you will, some, some lights that turn on, that illuminate for me where my current competency is at. And it gives me a taste of where my competency needs to be. I recognize that there's a gap and and I've got to be responsible to fill that gap. And again, so so asking people around me good questions and letting them uh, you know speak into my life that I receive them as a mentor or or just simply for a short season, maybe one meeting or or a longer time, someone who knows more than I do. I want to I want to receive what they have to say. I want to maintain a teachable heart. So at the question that a leader needs to ask themselves of the three important questions. The first question is, what do I need to know? What do I need to know? And that is such a helpful question. Uh, you don't have to be the smartest leader in the room, although that's helpful, but you need to be a leader who knows how to learn because there are going to be times where you and I are not the smartest leader in the room, but if we know how to learn, 
if we if we have a humble heart and we can be teach we can be taught things we're we're willing to practice some new things we're willing to change our mindset we're willing to adopt a new set of facts about leadership then we begin to answer the question what do i need to know and so you don't have to feel the pressure of being the smartest one in the room because you know that you have a heart that can go out and get the knowledge that you need in my organization, there are areas where I am clearly not the smartest individual. So I have some really smart people in those areas. And because of healthy relationships and a healthy leadership dynamic, these individuals don't mind yielding to my decision-making authority as a leader because they also feel respected and admonished because I am willing to yield to their intellect, to their knowledge, to their understanding of something. In order for you and I to grow as healthy leaders, to, 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 to continue to lift what John Maxwell calls the lid of our leadership, we have to ask this question to increase our competency from its current level to its necessary level to increase what's happening in our head, ask this question, what do I need to know? Friends, you know this as I do. I mean, this podcast is designed to help. There are so many podcasts and so many books and so many wonderful people out there that can help you. And they want to help you. Be humble enough to go seek that out. Professional coaching, life coaching, professional coaching, executive coaching, podcast, application. I heard a friend say today, and I really love this, he said, how do you move something from 18 inches from your head to your heart? And he said this. He said, the way you move something as a fact from your head to transformational reality in your heart is sacrifice. You actually begin to practice and engage what you know, and you do it at the expense of your own desires for the betterment of others. Let me say that again. How you move something from your head to your heart is you begin to apply what your head knows is true and you apply it in a way that it costs you something personally. It's sacrificial, but the motive is for the benefit of others. You're adding value, love. When you can answer the question, what do I need to know? And through this little idea, move it from your head to your heart. Friends, that is very powerful competency and it's going to really help you as a leader. Okay, here's the second question of the three important questions for leaders, and it is, what do I need to learn? Now, that may sound a little like head knowledge. What do I need to know? But we're talking about the hands. We're talking about skill. I was with a teammate recently, and they were asking me about the skill of delegation and what kind of follow-up do you do with those to whom you delegate tasks or responsibilities? And to answer that question, I needed to know, well, what is this person's current understanding and practice of delegation in this example? Like, what does their head know as helpful steps of delegation, the understanding of delegation? But do they actually know how to delegate? Do they communicate well? Do they set deadlines? So when it comes to that specific idea of delegation, before I could answer their question, I had to know, what does your head know and what have your hands learned?
so we can identify what your head needs to know and we can identify what your hands need to learn. As a leader right now, you have a current skill level, a self-care skill, leadership skills, ministry skills, people skills. I think most of the skills we need in the realm of leadership fall generally under those four categories, self-help, self-care skills, leadership skills, people skills, and ministry skills, which is unique to my context in church life. And when you begin to think about those skills, you're thinking about practices and rhythms and real skills that are measurable and manageable and tangible, the kind of things that you can really measure to see, is it happening? And there's so many fantastic resources out there to help you. I'm thinking of uh, Michael Hyatt's book, Your Best Year Ever. I'm thinking of um, Carrie Newhoff has some wonderful material about not just time management, but priority management that maximizes your best creative zones. So you're getting the most important work done at the best time of your day. (laughs) There's so many books and articles and podcasts, again, that can help you and I develop hand skills. Now, part of we talked about just a second ago of moving something from your head to your heart is applying what your head believes to be true, at least at a minimum, what you're willing to experiment with. Friends, that's what I mean by hands. Years ago, I was doing some work with a um, sort of a personal health coach therapy session mix and it was a really powerful time and one of the things through a 360 profile that they had brought as feedback to me was Lance you're not very assertive you you say something but if it doesn't really go forward or you don't feel like people act upon it or you you don't feel heard you just shut down and then you walk around frustrated that you've shut down you sort of blame yourself judge yourself and then you you act that frustration out on the people around you who, who you really love. So to, so to help those around you and to help yourself, let's figure out how to help you be assertive. And, and when they told me this, it made a lot of sense to me. But honestly, one of my first questions sort of I thought was, I don't know how to be assertive. I, I don't even know what that means. How do I be assertive? How can I execute the hands, the skill of assertiveness, if I don't even have the head knowledge of what assertiveness is? So what do I need to know about assertiveness? And once I began to read up on that and ask some questions to my friends, then the next question was, well, what do I need to learn? What do I need to practice in order to be assertive? I remember several weeks after I had been doing some reading and really meditating on this and thinking about this and observing other people, I was in a meeting and I said something and it didn't really get action. I'm not, I'm not sure I felt heard. Maybe they heard me, but I didn't feel heard. And uh, the meeting quickly moved on to another point. And when it kind of came back around to me, I said, I would like to readdress what I said a few minutes ago because I'm not feeling heard. And this is a really important topic. And so if we could readdress that again, that would be really helpful for me. That, that little phrase and statement was unusual for the room because I'm not, I wasn't normally like that. But I was practicing new assertive skills that I had learned that were real communication skills, real ways of thinking, real ways of communicating, real ways of being. Friends, you have a current reality and skill. What needs to be the new necessary skills for you? 
Here's question number three. You have your current character. And what does your necessary character need to be? Where do you need to mature? Here's the third question. Where do I need to grow? This is about your heart, about your motives, about about your joy center. You know, when I was a leader in my 20s, 30s, and I would say even barely into my 40s, most of my leadership was rooted in idealism. I'm going to change the world. I'm going to make a difference. I got into my mid-40s, into my late 40s, and I started experiencing this shift. I'm probably not going to change the world myself, but I can make a difference in the world through other people. And I moved from idealism as a leader to how do I partner with other people? The pressure of that and the beautiful pressure of that is partnering with other people requires me to have a trustworthy character, to be a trustworthy person, to have integrity. And that's not only personal beneficial because I just love me more. I just enjoy being with me more. And you enjoy being with you more when you have good character. But it actually builds trust in relationships that can then lead to synergy and collaboration, creativity, connection. So friends, if you're not sure where your character is at, pay attention to what you think about. Pay attention to your motives. Write them down. Ask some of your friends about it. And they'll give you, hopefully ask some friends that will give you some really honest feedback. And you will really grow in your character. So, what do I need to know is about your head. What do I need to learn is about hands and skill. And where do I need to grow is about the heart. Three important questions that are relevant for leaders in every season of their leadership. No matter your position, no matter your season, these three questions are foundational and they are helpful. And I hope I hope this podcast has been helpful for you in adding some value of just calling this back to some of the foundation of Healthy Leadership 101. Thank you, friends, for listening to episode 133. Three important questions for leaders. I would love to hear from you. Again, you can reach me at LanceBain.com. Get a copy of today's handwritten diagram. I drew it out on my app, and it's there for you. You really would consider you to download this of all weeks and write on it, chew it up, redraw your own. Really let this visual tool serve as a guide for you in identifying some specific areas where you can increase your knowledge, some specific areas where you can increase your skill, and some specific areas where you can really yield your heart to the growth process and character and maturation. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Love you. Have an amazing week. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay hopeful. And I'll talk to you again next week.